0: Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast. It's Dr. Philip Fletcher where we discuss leadership, nonprofit social justice, and philosophy uh, where we discuss the question, what does it mean to be human? And today I have with me Dre Zeno, owner of Zeno Fitness. How are you doing, Dre? I'm
1: good, Phil. Good.
0: We have an Antonio. All right. How are you doing today, Antonio? Very good. Happy to be here. Good. Good. Today we're going to be talking about leadership and all things uh, regarding mentorship uh, especially as a young person uh, growing up here in America. So, Antonio, tell us about yourself, where you come from, and all that good stuff.
2: Well, my name is Antonio Great, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised Chicago, Chi-Town, okay. uh, okay. Southside. All right. Uh, well, they like to call the low end, man, 45th Southside, Indiana. All you right. know, uh, grew up in one of the, the roughest neighborhoods in, in America at the time. All right. Uh, but now, you know, I live in uh, Alabama. Okay. Been, been there, phew, Alabama since golly, ninety nine. Okay. Uh, but it's been a long process just to get to that point. But but your boy overcome a lot of obstacles. Um, there raising my family, and uh and now man I'm just trying to touch this generation and the next. Okay. Yep. All right. What about you, Dre? Man, Dre, I'm born
1: and raised. Well, I was born in Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. Raised in Arkansas. Been here my entire life. Uh, I got introduced to fitness about 10 years ago, and I fell in love with it. And what made me fall in love with fitness 10 years ago was the fact that it had the ability to change my outlook on life. Okay. It was a very huge, huge turning point in my life, mainly because I struggled with identity, okay. I think, and I didn't realize it until I began to get involved in fitness. You know, you always want to find your purpose. You always want to find your plan. You always want to try to figure things out especially as a young man, especially mm-hmm. as a young black man. yeah. And so when I got into fitness, it gave me not only a positive outlet, you know, when I was going through things, but it also showed me that I had the ability to change. Okay. And by seeing those physical changes, it made me want to pursue other changes, whether it be spiritual, financial, mental. And so um, I've been doing that for 10 years. I've got um, you know, a large outreach when it comes to fitness in terms of all the people that I try to reach whether it be online or
2: Uh Uh face-to-face, but yeah, that's what I do. Okay. All right, Antonio, what are you involved in right now? Uh, Well, right now, man, I'm a a motivational speaker. Okay. And uh, within the community, I uh, go to alternative schools. Okay. um, Let's see, youth detention centers. Okay. uh, Work release centers. I go to schools in general Mm -hmm. uh, and various organizations. You know, uh, my goal really is to go there and just help the youth, you know, overcome some of the obstacles that they're dealing with. Okay. Uh, because a lot of times what I'm realizing is is that, you know, there are a lot of good youth or good people in general, uh-huh. but sometimes, man, they're just dealing with various obstacles that they're just trying to make their way through. Okay. Uh, and especially since they're, you know, relatively young, they don't quite understand how the answers just yet. But what I realize is that sometimes they can use a, a dose of, of uh, encouragement or motivation okay. or inspiration to help just kind of push them. So I okay. come in, you know, i trying to give them a push, right. you know what I mean, and, and build them up and, and let them know, and like, this this can't stop you, okay. you know what I mean? So, man, that's what I am do. That's what I do. I just go in, man, speak, help, encourage, motivate, inspire, okay. and really just try to get them to go to the next level. Okay. All
0: right. So you're talking a lot about, uh, you know, pushing uh, young persons Okay, Uh, so a lot of that talks about leadership. All right, so how would you define uh, leadership
2: uh, from your perspective? From my perspective, man, I want to keep it. I like to keep it real simple. Okay. And the way I define leadership is anyone that has influence. Okay. And with that being said, that makes all of us a leader. Okay. And because somewhere, somehow, all of us have have influence over one or more than more than one person. Okay. Whether that's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. But what I like to focus on is to use your your i like to say your seat of greatness when it comes to leadership to make a positive impact on someone's life okay you know what i mean and okay. sometimes people don't really realize that that they can have a positive impact but it just starts with a lot of decisions that you make each and every day all right
0: from your perspective Drake, business owner you know coach
1: how would you define leadership man you know with me leadership is you know leading my example okay i think that's your biggest tool I listened to a message years ago, I can't remember who the speaker was, but he talked about solid ministry. Okay. And I never understood that concept of solid ministry, but it's that moment when somebody sees you Mm -hmm. and they recognize something in you, or they see something that you're doing that they want to replicate, they want to mimic. Mm -hmm. And if it's positive, then you can minister to that person without even saying a word. Mm And you know, a lot of times what I found is that I found that a lot of people come up to me and they'll say, Man, I see you in the gym, I see you doing this, I see you this, blah, blah, blah. How can I be a part of that? Yeah, I've never even met these people a day in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think what you have to understand is that you know, for me being a leader, I have to have that example. Mm -hmm. So I'm always in the back of my mind when I'm working out or if I'm just out and about, I'm speaking to everybody, I'm Mm -hmm. smiling with everybody, I joke with everybody. Because you never know how big of an impact they can have on somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So leadership doesn't always have to to reach to the flock that you're in charge of. It's for the people that surround you as well. Because you never know who wants to be a part of that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So y'all talk about, you know, pushing people, being an example. Yeah. Uh, who were some examples in your lives that contributed to you being
2: uh, a leader today? Mm. That's good, man. Um. I think for me, it probably started with just life. Okay. If, that, if that even even comes close to making sense. And what I mean by that is, uh, man, when I was growing up in Chicago, and I grew up in the ghetto, and I, I'm an 80s baby, and during that time when the drug epidemic was hitting the, the black community, you know what I'm saying, pretty okay. hard during yeah. that time, and my family wasn't immune to it. Uh, it hit my okay. mom's, my sister, my cousin. We all lived in the same house and things of that nature. So it was it was an environment that I was surrounded by. Mm. But... At a young age, I began to look at my environment, mm-hmm. and I, I, I realized that I didn't really like what I was seeing, mm-hmm. and I asked myself a question. It was it was it was a bizarre question, but it was a real question at the time. And it was is this life? Is this all that life has to offer? Mm-hmm. Is seeing the police? You know what I'm saying? Rolling up to the house all the time and har- not necessarily harassing, but you know, got some su- People that's involved in legal activities and searching them and strip searching them and doing a whole bunch of other different things—is this—is this all their life has to offer? Yeah. Is a question I ask myself, and and slowly but surely, as I begin to get exposed, I begin to realize like there's more to life than what I'm seeing every day, and I begin to use my environment mm. to sh- to cause me to take a leadership approach within my own okay. self. So I begin to see things that I didn't like, and I say since I don't like this. And I want something different, then slowly but surely I start to base my decisions okay. upon that. Uh, and then over time, you know, other other people start to have an impact on my life. And I just kind of want to go, you know, through the chronological orders. Periodically, might have been a coach. Okay. You know, might have been a teacher at yeah. the time that might have said something that influenced me or mm-hmm. helped me to make a better de- decision mm-hmm. than I probably would have made on my own. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm of age and over the past, golly, I'm going to say, Probably 10 plus years, the one who has the most uh, influential influence on part of my life has been my, my pastor. Okay. Um, his spiritual guidance and just seeing a, a physical example of a, of, a, of a man, you know, mm-hmm. of a father and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature really has helped to give me something to strive towards and also has been a huge mentor in, in my life. So, right now, my past has really been huge, okay. you know, uh, as far as me just shaping. Hawaiian, father, husband, you know, uh, just a a man of God and things of that nature. Okay. What about you, Jeff? Man, definitely for me, man, it was my
1: mom. Okay. (laughs) You know, I got an old school mama. All right. And, uh, you know, she grew up in the rural South during the civil rights era. Mm. She grew up picking cotton. She grew up working in, you know, white homes, Mm -hmm. taking care of children. Mm -hmm. She grew up with a great grandfather who was white. Who okay. had a second family. She grew up in garden Okay. So she had that perspective yeah. on what it took to survive. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so she took that and she moved to LA. She stayed in LA. You know, she was 17 when she moved, she stayed in LA for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then she moved to Houston, which is where I was born. In. Okay. And I came from a a home that was broken at the time. Okay. And so my mom picked up before I was exposed to it too much. Mm-hmm. And she moved me back to Arkansas. Okay. she knew what type of impact that was going to have yeah. in my life. So my mom was always what I like to call a foundational teacher. She built, she taught me things from a foundational perspective. She was not reactive. Mm-hmm. Was always proactive. Mm-hmm. Whether it was us sitting on a porch shelling peas. I never understood the message or the lesson in it. But as I got older, I was like, wow, that was an experience. That was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. It taught me values. Yeah. It taught me discipline. Yeah. You know, my mom, I'll never forget when I was 13 a 14. I wanted a car so bad. I was like, I want a car, mama. And she was like, okay. She talked to my dad. She talked to my grandfather. They bought me a riding lawnmower instead of a car. <laughs> like, what do you want to do with a riding lawnmower? And she said, well, you know, if you want to get a car, for two years, you can save up for it. Figure out what to do. So I took my riding lawnmower and I would drive around and I would cut grass okay. in the neighborhood, save money. And so, by the time I was 60, I was able to buy my own car. Okay. That was a beautiful lesson because I also drove my ride a to my partner's house. Right. On the way there. <laughs> and it just taught me, one, how to work for what I wanted in life mm-hmm. and how to not, you know, take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. If I want something, just go get it. Yeah. It may take time. Yeah. But if you're working towards something, then you'll achieve it as long as you stay focused mm-hmm. on it. And so, that's just, you know, my mom was always that person. She always taught me things. that I watched her in ministry. She, she, I mean, she's been a pastor you know, for 30 years, okay. 40 years, and she mm-hmm. always, no matter how small or large the congregation she was in front of, she gave it 150%. Mm-hmm. I've seen my mom speak dynamically in front of two people. Mm-hmm. I mean, dynamically, just as dynamic as she would in front of a crowd of more than 100. Yeah. And I always thought, and she never said anything about it. She, she would always leave the pulpit and say, wow, the spirit was moving. I never heard her complain about who she was speaking to. Right. And so for me, that just taught me, you know, a lot of humility. Mm-hmm. It also taught me how to follow God's will okay. no matter what. So That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good.
0: Uh, once again, this is Dr. Philip Fletcher Humanity Matters Broadcast, and we're talking leadership with Antonio Grates and Dre Zeno. And we've been talking about leadership and influence. And so let's talk about leadership and failure. All right. Uh, That's something that leaders something that you usually hold close to the chest, but it's uh, very formative in, in your leadership style and things like that. How has
2: failure played in developing you as a leader? Mm. Man, I, think, I think that's everything. I think that's what has made me who I am today mm-hmm. because you kind of have a choice when, 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 when failure strikes. Mm-hmm. You can either roll over and quit or you can rise to the occasion. Or better yet, rise above the occasion mm-hmm. and push yourself past whatever it is mm-hmm. that you de- that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And anyone who makes a decision to rise to the occasion, they usually come out bigger and better right. than what they once were before failure hit. Mm-hmm. You know. So the way I try to look at it is, I try to look at the failures as an opportunity to learn, mm-hmm. but it's also opportunity. To, to refine me in a sense, okay. to, to really pull out of me what's, what's maybe been hidden, you know, and cause me to to uh, go to another level. Mm-hmm. And also, what it does, it's a, it's a, it becomes an attitude, it becomes a mindset. Okay. And in so many ways, it builds you, it sharpens you, it strengthens you. But first, you have to understand that failure really isn't failure, failure is just an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to learn mm-hmm. and to actually become better. Mm-hmm. And when you can get that into your mind, then you, you, you just never look at failure. You won't even, you won't even call it failure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You call Mm -hmm. it something Mm -hmm. totally different. Right. But the challenges and the obstacles that I've been through in my life, man, has really made me into what I like to call a warrior. Okay. It's taught me how to fight. Okay. It, it's taught me how to survive. You know, it's taught me that there's more than one way to do something. It just taught me so many different things that before the so-called failure happened, I probably didn't even know. Okay. You know, but yeah, at the same time, it, it has shown me how strong I really am. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's and good. and as a and as a father who has boys, that's something that I'm constantly, you know what I mean, wanting to know. Like can't isn't an option. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's challenging, keep trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't just roll over and give up because life don't operate like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But there's more in you. And when you can deal with the challenge, you can face the challenge, you don't give up, then you begin to realize there is more in me. Yeah. There is more than I can do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even realize it, but now I know. You know, so, man, the failures, the challenges, the obstacles are really a beautiful thing. And I'm thankful for them. And I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just grateful for them, man. Because oftentimes when when they strike, you may not know what to do or how to do it. But when you just don't give up, you there's a there's a way that manifests itself. Okay. You know, and uh and man, it's just it's it has literally just made me you know what I'm saying who I am today. And I'm just thankful for it because the obstacles never go away. The right. challenge never. As long as you're alive, you're you right. you're gonna be faced right. with something. Right. But what you realize is, is that if if you've been through it before, or if you overcame something before, this too you should overcome. Yeah. So,
0: Jerry, you know, it's combined what we talked about about being influ being influencers, but then also, you know, the reality there's going to be obstacles, right? So, one of the responsibilities uh, of, a, of a leader is to help his or her people through, or around, or over, or under those obstacles. You know, how do you, what's your process in doing that and helping people? You know, negotiate those obstacles so they can keep
1: moving forward. Man, I'm just transparent. Okay. And transparency is huge. I think one thing that leaders have done, or that they do, uh, that has almost set a precedence with individuals, and while a lot of people are fearful of leadership, mm-hmm. is that most—I'm well, not going to say most—but a lot of leaders are not transparent, mm-hmm. and they try to hide failures or they mm-hmm. try to hide weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And they never want those things to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is you uh, almost dehumanize yourself, mm. and so now people have this expectation of you that's right. not really realistic. Right. But if you're open about it, now you can become more relatable. Mm. Um, and I've learned that just in coaching competitors, okay. and you know, yep. you know, with com- competition, it's a very subjective sport. Mm. You have to be able to be able to take criticism, mm-hmm. process it, and build upon mm-hmm. it. So whenever I go through a failure, it's I, I take it as a moment of a tool. It's a tool mm-hmm. in my tool belt mm-hmm. now. That's how I look at failure. Yeah. Because now I can use it as a testimony. Yeah. So anytime I see somebody that's going through something that, that I'm, let's say, somebody I may be in charge of from a leadership perspective... Yeah. I'm like, great, I've been through this. Now I can speak to them about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every failure that I get is a tool. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a weapon that I can use to uplift somebody. Okay. And now that person says, Wow, okay, you went through that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We, we we can do this then. I can do this. Right. And so I, I get excited about failures. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean because I'm like, Wow, here's another tool to testify mm-hmm. with. Yeah, here's another tool to give somebody. You know, I've went through this with my with my, you know, wife with Issues with us, you know, trying to have kids and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you know how many times I've had to use that tool mm-hmm. for people that were going through? Yeah, like mm-hmm. with just struggling with kids, trying to have kids. Yes, I've been sure. able to use that tool yeah. so much. At first, I didn't understand it. Like, God, why me? Right. Now I love it. The fact that I'm able to use it. What I want to go through it again? Of course not. But right. would I change mm-hmm. it? No. That's the thing. You know, sometimes people say I would never want to go through it again. I understand that. But would you change it? Mm-hmm. Because what you have. It's something very powerful. Mm-hmm. But that's how you have to look at it. It's just a weapon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. that's good. That's good. So, you know, we're coming up the end of the year, and it's always important for, uh, take inventory yourself, right? You know, goals you hit, goals you still working on, goals you miss, you know, it's all in there. Uh, how, how do you guys evaluate yourselves and how your year went? You know, looking forward, what's it gonna look like? What's that process look
2: like? <laughs> Man, uh, that's that's really something. I'm personally still trying to, okay. um, how can I say, uh, define or redefine mm-hmm. or really just trying to figure out the best way for me to actually make it so it just it just works for me. Right. But <clears throat> one thing I do do, and I've always done this, is I'm a biggest critic, mm-hmm. so. I think about some of the things that I did want to accomplish, or some of the goals that I did have, and also I say, okay, did I achieve them? Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I not achieve them? And if so, why didn't I? Mm-hmm. And based upon where I'm at, because before before I used to try to be very, I used to be very hard on myself. Yeah. But one thing, one thing I've learned mm-hmm. just about life is that, um, man, when it's more than just you. When you have a wife, you have kids, and yeah. and, and, and other things. Sometimes those things can come into play and kind of sidetrack you a little bit or you kind of got to maneuver things a little bit more than what you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And what I've done is that's brought me peace at this particular point in time is that I've allowed myself to keep the main things the main things. Okay. And for me, the main thing is is, is family. Mm-hmm. You know, so with an ever-changing dynamics with my family situation, I've, Allowed that to be my number one priority and everything else, you know, to kind of come second. Mm-hmm. But with it, with other things that I desire to do as far as, I say, my business is concerned, even though that may come second or third or something like that, where I found peace is, is that, hey, just do what I can do when I can do it. Right. For me, that's broke peace. Yeah. I, I I tried to, I man, I tried the ABC, you know what I'm saying, this time, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever I need to yeah. be doing this and doing yeah. that. But unfortunately for me, where I am right now in my life, that process just wasn't c- conducive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so right now it's like, hey, if I have a window here of opportunity, a window there of free time, then I'm gonna try to use that to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, and that has personally brought me peace. Now, going forward, I would like to get more time in, and, and you know, what I'm saying structure with my hours in the day and things of that yeah. nature. But right now, it's like, man, bro, you you know, you got a lot going on right now, specifically with family. So look. When time permits, do mm-hmm. what you can do, Right. be at peace, but also always continue to look to fine-tuned. That's good. That's good. What about you, Joe? Man, for me,
1: it was, um, you know, looking at those short-term goals, you mm-hmm. know, some more, I guess more, I, I had to break things into two categories. It was like this worldly mm-hmm. perspective, and mm-hmm. then there's was this, this spiritual yeah. perspective. Yeah. That's how I had to start breaking things down, yeah. because... Lines started getting blurred, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I would sort of um, try to do both at one time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for me, it was just setting those short-term goals. You know, mm-hmm. taking that approach that you see a lot of business leaders and, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs take where you have those 30-day goals, 60-day, right. 90. So I would do things like that, and I would try to keep things limited to 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then I would look back over a 90-day period and say, okay, where did I fall short at? What's my percentage of getting this thing done What's mm-hmm. the completion things like that uh, I'm a techie too so yeah. I start using all these project management right. tools and things like that so they really helped me yeah and from a spiritual perspective this was huge because you know I start realizing that God's will is not about what you do or let me take the back it's not about what you get or what you gain mm-hmm. it's about who you see yourself as in Christ mm-hmm. I was like oh okay that's big. Mm-hmm. Because before that, it was like, okay, God's will means that, you know, I need to be this person. Mm -hmm. I need to have this, and I should be, that's part of God's will. Mm -hmm. Is it really part of God's will, or is God's will how you see yourself in Christ? Mm -hmm. Because if you can see yourself as what he wants you to be, everything else will fall in place. And it goes back to the scripture about, you know, why would you worry? You know, I'm not going to say it verbatim, but, you know, the birds and the fowl, they have everything. You know, so why would you worry? Mm -hmm. I was like he's never not provided
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so it's not about God's will, it's not about what he can give me but it's about who I see myself as in Christ so that was my spiritual, that's my spiritual way of always sort of doing an audit, Mm -hmm. it's like okay Am I somebody that's dependable? Am I somebody that's trustworthy? Am I somebody that God can say, "I need you to go do this"? Am I prepared to go do that? Am I doing the things mm-hmm. I need to do to be prepared mm-hmm. for Him to use me? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, as much as we want to follow God's will, we're not usable. Mm-hmm. We don't realize it because we think our oh, God's going to, you know, He's yeah. going to provide God. He cannot. He can do whatever He wants. Right. But there's a certain faith and works thing mm-hmm. that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Faith without works, yeah. I think we forget what works really are. Yeah. They're works. Yeah. It's plural. Yeah, It's <laughs> not one thing. Right. It's not get up and go to fill out an application. It's yeah. works. works. Are you really prepared for the job? Yeah. You know, it's works. It's not, you know, I need healing. It's, are you doing the things that going to actually provide an environment mm-hmm. to be healed. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about that. You have to be able to be used. Mm-hmm. And that's where God's will comes in for me. So I'm always doing these ideas like, all right, this is why I see myself, God, am I doing what I need to be mm-hmm. doing? Am I, are you seeing me as that person that can go and do this Am i prepared for that? Yeah. So that's what my mind is always going from that spiritual and worldly perspective like that. That's good. That's good. That's good.
0: So moving forward, Antonio, you, you know, uh, Uh, What is leadership going to be looking like for you? You know, you're working with youth. Uh, Where do you see that
2: going? Leadership for me, um, going forward, is really to impact, you know, as many lives as Mm -hmm. as possible. And, you know, it's my desire to to get into more schools. Okay. Uh, It's also my desire to continue to do what I do freely, which is go to alternative schools. Right and, you know, uh, work release centers and places, mm-hmm. youth detention centers and places like that because I know for a fact that those individuals are, are struggling with something, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm delighted every time I have the opportunity to go speak to any of those because mm-hmm. my goal is, is to speak life mm-hmm. and to hopefully spark something in them that they didn't even know that they had, okay. you know, because I just, I, I remember, you know, growing up in Chicago when, Growing up in the hood and, and just remembering the, the the moment when I just felt hopeless, mm. you know, remembering the moment where I was just like, "There's no future for tomorrow, mm. and I remember how I took the approach of being grateful and just being thankful for just one thing that I had mm. and how that began to transition and transform my life into moving from being hopeless to being hopeful. Mm. And the process just went, you know what I'm saying, I, I was hopeless and I became hopeful and right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, I began to love myself mm. and all of a sudden I began to ex- experience victory over mm. the obstacles that I was, seemed like I was consumed with on a daily basis. Mm. And that's, that's how that's what many of our youth are facing, man. They just face some obstacles and challenges. Mm. And I just feel like, man, I just want to reach them as many as possible and, and share a message of hope. <laughs> you know what okay. I'm saying? Share a message of love and, and show them and tell them if they can still be victorious regardless of what the situation or circumstances are looking like. So it's my goal, man, to inspire this generation and the next. And I'm just looking uh, for increased opportunity as far as doors opening mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what platform that may be mm-hmm. um, because I believe that there's, I believe my story must be shared and that there's someone who is dependent upon my story to be okay. to being shared. Uh, and thus far, man, I've had a lot of great feedback mm-hmm. from individuals that I spoke to, and even educators and, and counselors who've also given me feedback mm-hmm. in regards to how I've helped their group mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So that's always encouraging for me. It's not a prideful thing; it's encouraging for me, and it also has continued to inspire me to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep going, man. So if I can, if I can just help, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I can just help. Anybody, man, that's my that's my desire, okay. you know, and uh, and I just want to continue, you know, going forward, continue just build and build and build and uh, in my own unique way, man, just make a okay. difference. All right. So, how can people get in
0: contact with you? How can they find you? They want you to come speak at their school, get involved with their youth. How can people find yeah, you? Yeah, you're right you?
2: now uh, two platforms that I'm on: okay. Facebook and uh, okay. Instagram, All right. and both of them is AG. Be grateful. So that's A G B E G R A T E F U L. Okay. At you know what I'm saying? The Facebook or Instagram, both of them the same. Okay. And uh, that's the best way for them to get in contact with me. Okay. So shoot me a DM, whatever, like that, and right. uh, and let's get a pop. Are you willing to go anywhere? For the most part, yeah. No, no. You be open to go <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> hey, nah, 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 <laughs> nah. you know when you say anywhere, you know crazy stuff comes up. But no, definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. All right. I'm am willing to go, man. I I'm definitely open to all right. uh, to go anywhere without a shot. All right. But know.
0: somebody in California wants you to come. you Yeah, would, yeah. You hey, would reach
2: out, reach all out okay. to me, man. Right. Reach out to me. You all know right. what I'm saying? No Don't give buts about it. Definitely right. do it. Let's talk. Let's all be. Right. Right. That's good. Yes, sir. That's good. Dre, what's up with you in the future,
0: leadership and all that good stuff. Man. How can people get in contact with you? And-
1: yeah, definitely, man. Some leadership with me. Um, I just want to be a storehouse, man. Okay, that's it. I just want people to look at me and say, man, I want to get what I can get and gain what I can gain. And I want to be that, that individual that God uses to you know, bless as many people as I can, man. Okay. This, this, this world of fitness has a lot of false information. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't care. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are in it for show. And for me, man, I just care about the individual, mm-hmm. man. I want to mm-hmm. see people thrive and reach their goals. So that's how leadership looks like for me. I just want to be used. That's mm-hmm. it. And I want people to gain what they can from a knowledge perspective, from a confidence perspective, and from a physical perspective. Okay. So, you know, it's threefold. Um, but you can find me, Zeno Fitness, mm-hmm. on Facebook. You can find me at Zeno Fitness on Instagram. You can find me on the where, on the internet at ZenoFitness.net. All of those avenues have contact information. So, give me a call, shoot me a text, send me an email, it's whatever, but... Zeno Fitness, is where you
0: can find me. All right, good. And for full disclosure, Zeno is my personal trainer, so I would uh, strongly encourage you to get involved with him. So, gentlemen, uh, thank y'all very much. Yes, sir. Appreciate it's a good discussion on leadership. Uh, this has been Humanity Matters, a broadcast on leadership, nonprofit, social justice, and theology and philosophy. Uh, you can find us at philipfletcher.org. You can subscribe to YouTube. If you find us at Humanity Matters, then you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And remember, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Take care. God bless. Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human?